about video games and beer. Oh, I'm Ben. And I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hello. Once again. Yes. Yes. No adult. No. Shame. But he's busy yeah. um having a life. Philosophizing, <laughs> I think is the uh, <laughs> the term that he would use. It might not be the term he'd use, but it's the term I'm going to use. He's off philosophizing for mm. the evening. Yes. So it's just the two of us. A classic Will Smith episode. What? Um, oh. Yeah, maybe, I know the Will Smith song, but, you know, shouldn't really going back to the original. Not the well, that's true. It's just another, yeah. it's another adalism. Yeah. And he coined the it's term. It's like he's here. Almost. <laughs> channeling his spirit, even though he's not dead. <laughs> Can you still do that? Yeah, I guess. you can still channel someone's spirit even if they're still alive maybe maybe spirits are free flowing aren't they yeah maybe Mm. maybe they have to be willing though probably getting into some murky water about yeah this is like philosophy this is his (laughs) domain (laughs) (laughs) exactly is there a soul on Mm. On tonight's tanked up yeah what are we going to do? We're going to drink some beers. What are you going to drink? I am going to drink a beer that my friend, my work friend, kindly gifted to me. Um, it's a beer from Gundog Ales, who I've never actually heard of. Um, and it's brewed in Northamptonshire, where he's from. And he, uh, So I think they're a small-time uh, classic ales, English ales brewer. And this okay. one is a ruby beer, 4%, and it's called Scrum Dog. And it is a bulldog wearing an England rugby shirt, looking mean. And <laughs> at the time of recording, haha, England fans, Scotland beat you. They didn't yeah. just beat you, they destroyed you. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh, very good. Was mm. that maybe, maybe once every nine years, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> Had to happen eventually, I guess. At some point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. So, a, so a slightly more traditional. Mm, uh, yeah. Beer. Does very look like a small time, you know, English brewer. Probably just stick to the classic stars. I've got a few more from them, which I'll probably mm. be drinking over the course of the week, maybe on the next pod. But, um, but yeah, I think there was a ruby beer. I think there was like. Oh gosh, what else? There's there's a few up here. Can't see what styles they are, but yeah, just they look like um, it's 500 ml bottle. It's kind of what you'd expect from like a Marston's beer or something, which is not great to say, given the current state of Marston's. But it looks like mm. one of those that you might find, um, you know, in the supermarket or something like mm. that. So, but we'll see. Crack it open nice. and see what it's like. Nice. Cool. Um, it's good that you've uh, you know you've been gifted some beers mm. to uh, to feature this evening. I haven't managed to get out to the bottle shop, so I'm 
dipping into the beer 52 box uh, that I received recently, uh, which was Irish themed. Mm. Unfortunately, no whiplash beers. No, no, shame, but you know, there are some good Irish uh, breweries, you know, the old staples like O'Hara and what you've got as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to drink, the first beer I'm going to drink is from the White Hag Irish Brewing Company. And it's their Irish IPA. I, the, the beer has a name. I probably offend a hell of a lot of people if I even try to to say that word. Um, is it, it's is it Gaelic? <sighs> Gaelic, maybe. <laughs> it's Bran and uh, it's Skolan, Skolan. It's just it's S C E O L A N. Sersha. I don't know. Ski? Skiolan? Solon. Sorry. I don't know. No, neither do I. Here we go. There's some flavour text. Bran and that other name were the two wolfhounds of Warrior. Oh, God. Even more bloody Irish names. Uh, So these two were the two wolfhounds of of Warrior. Fian Mac. Oh, I can't see because of the bloody label Mm. colour. Come hail. Fian McCumhale. <laughs> Born to his aunt after she was magically transformed into an Irish wolfhound by her husband's ex-lover, the story of these strong legends is as intense and complex as the flavours in this beer. Highly hopped, bitter, yet fresh and floral. Mm. Cool. Fine. A little bit of flavour text, which tells me yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah, really. yeah. A lot of the White Hags beer, they're always about Irish folk tales kind of stuff, which, as you say, means something to somebody, just not us, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. I I can't remember which, um, which brewery it is. Mm-hmm. You've definitely had them on the pod before. Is it Harbour? Maybe it's someone else, but it's it's either a Cornish or a a, a Devonshire yeah. brewer, and they've always got things, you know, ridiculous kind of flavour text about folk tales, and all of their beers are named after sort of locations mm. around in the southwest or whichever county that this, whichever the brewer is, is in, and they've always got the the little tale about the location on the on the can or on the bar. I don't even remember who it is. Yeah, I don't think it's Harbour. For some reason. No, uh, I don't think it's Harbour either. It's one of them. It's too many Black breweries. Flag maybe. I don't know. No idea. I don't know. No. How's the beer? How's your beer? Uh, well, I was fearing the worst when I smelled it. It smelled a mm. little bit coppery. A little bit like pennies. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's quite cloudy, actually. It's, um, say, medium amber-coloured. It's not quite your dark red ruby ruby ale. Um, this is a ruby beer after all, but um, it's quite. It's, it looks like uh, quite orange. Yeah. Um, in terms of the taste, have another swig. It's quite light. Um, I don't know if that's. It's a bit. It's light in the sense that. It is four percent, so I have to remember that. But mm. um, not a lot of flavours coming through. The m- most flavour I get is a slight caramel, at a push kind of orange peel 
yeah. taste. Okay. Um, it's not displeasant. Um, even though I do have some, it's slightly coppery, but it's not the worst beer. I've had worse beers, and I was thinking this might be, even at four percent. This might be quite heavy and quite, mm. you know. Usually when I crack open a Marston's beer or something like that, they're quite carbonated and quite bubbly yeah. and they're quite heavy. This isn't like that at all. It's it's very light, and I think that's a bit. You know, a bit to the detriment of the beer because you're not getting as much flavour as you want. But you know, I could definitely see many people just drinking this and you know easily knocking a few back. Mm-hmm. So it's good in that sense. But from well, what I usually drink, which not to be a beer snob, but probably costs you know I think this was about three pounds, which is probably a bit more than I'd probably want to pay for this. But sure. Um, what I'm used to, especially drinking on this this podcast, mm. is this the quality's you know it's it's not quite there, but still it's a it's it's a decent beer. It's not you know unpleasant. It's not you know offending me in any way. Yeah, it's just yeah. that you know, there's not much um not much fruit to it. Not much. I don't know from a. Oh, hold on. It didn't say a ruby beer. I read it wrong. It says rugby beer. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, it's an odd, odd, odd colour for a ruby beer. But um, uh, Let's have a look. Scrum Dog is a fantastic beer brewed, especially for rugby and sports fans alike. Amber in colour. It's refreshing, fruity taste. Comes from packing in a squad of quality English hops. So give it a try and support a real winner. I can't see what hops are in mm. it. English ones. Yeah, I'd imagine so. But um, all, all of the English hops. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine it is some of the English hops. Their names evade me. Um, but probably the standard. Um, Fugles. You know, oh, I can't remember. The, there's there's one common one that I can't remember the name of. So, but um. But yeah, I don't think it's packed with hops. Mm-hmm. You know, as they say on here. Um, it is slightly hoppy, I'd say, but it's nothing that, you know, is tickling on your tongue or effervescent in any way. It's just... Um, mm, not 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 the greatest beer, but I'll drink it. It's nice yeah, and light. It, it's, it's better than I was, you know, expecting. Expecting, yeah. sure. That's good. Um, this this White Hag or the the Irish IPA from the White Hag, it's very very clean and crisp mm-hmm. on first sip. Um, it does sort of move into a, a little bit of fruitiness. There is some some floral notes there as well, uh, but it kicks in with this this quite light bitterness, mm-hmm. and it's not a heavy beer at all. It's very refreshing, but that that bitterness kind of stays with you through the end and just dries your mouth out quite nicely so you do want to keep yeah. supping away at this beer and because you're your first hit with that really sort of crisp clean flavor which moves into sort of a more fruity bitter finish it's a nice balance between the you know between the first sip and the, the and the finish on mm-hmm. that. Um, almost makes it feel like it, it's almost two different completely two different things going on oh, that have been okay. sort of like pushed together yeah and 
done quite well actually. Uh, but it's got that little bit of alcohol sweetness to it mm. as well, so you can you can tell that it's you know slightly higher yeah. on the alcohol. And what was it, seven point two percent? So it's not massive. No, but yeah. But it's a you know it's a little over the six six and a half. That, yeah. You know a lot of IPAs sort of come in at. Um, but yeah, it's nice. As I say, that that crisp, refreshing, clean kind of mm. start to it just makes you want to go back the, the dryness is <laughs> helping to that as well yeah. you know yeah yeah mm. i mean this beer that i'm drinking you, you can definitely you know see why people like if they're just coming out to watch a sport or something it's a warm summer's day people could just easily knock this back and still yeah. think it's you know fairly pleasant beer not not probably paying more attention to the sport not actually what you're drinking just want something to put in your hand yeah this yeah. is probably that beer it's mm. almost sort of the way of uh, like speckled hen or something like that, mm. slightly more kind of watery, not quite as as yeah. full bodied as as you were kind of hoping for, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, as I say, it's four percent. It's going to be light, um, but I think it's light not only in body, it's light in flavours. And usually, mm. if you want, you know, like I like session IPAs, like full of flavour, full of fruit, mm-hmm. hoppy, and that is still only like. Four percent, so you're not gonna, you know, be on the floor after three or four. So yeah. But, sure. Yeah. Oh well, see how you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll drink it. It's <laughs> beer, five hundred <laughs> yeah. mil. You're getting your bang for your buck. You can't complain, to be honest. That's so. true. That's very <laughs> true. Oh dear. It, Should we talk about some games? Uh, yeah, if you've played any. <laughs> That's filthy casuals. I know, I know. We've just been sat on our mobiles, mm. not doing anything apart from steppy pants or something like that. Um, I have, I have played a game. I played mm. actually, I played two games. Um, I'm Ooh, kind of still in. It's a good week I, for you then. Well, it is. I'm kind of still in my funk though. Yeah. That nothing is is drawing me in too much and sort of kickstarting me into seeking out more games. Mm. Um, I started off playing. Um, Getting over it with Bennett Foddy, mm. which is one of the most ridiculous games I have ever played. Yeah. Um, you're you control, you don't even control the man. You control the head of a sort of a sledgehammer, and attached to this sledgehammer is a man in a in a pot, in a big black pot it's like a, a cauldron. cauldron. Yeah. yeah. It sloshes with water as well, doesn't it? And then it, it does it. I'm yeah, sure it does. It was my, it was my <laughs> I've watched enough let's plays of yeah. people screaming at the screen. With this. Um, so, I, I'd heard about it, yeah. and I thought it was really interesting. Sounded really good. It's it's got that essence of something like the Stanley Parable, Beginner's Guide, the the Davy Reading kind of games to it. Kind of breaks the fourth wall. There's um, obviously Bennett Foddy is narrating things over the top, telling you kind of the direction that he took the game kind of other uh, another game that had inspired him uh, to make something like this and essentially you uh, you hold the mouse down and that puts the head of the hammer in one point and you can then spin the mouse around and the guy will move his arms in sort of like a 360 radius so you have to use this hammer to kind of drag yourself along the floor and up a mountain and the idea about getting up a mountain is the most 
frustrating thing yeah. possible because the the simplest and smallest false move you accidentally knock the head of your hammer and move your guy against something and he will just be pushed off of this mountain yeah and i was doing pretty well well i thought what i you know i thought yeah, yeah. i was doing pretty where did you well. where did you get up to because i've oh. seen this game through i mean you can watch a you know a speed run that literally lasts like a minute and a half so um where did you get up to so I got to a point where I climbed up and suddenly I had to jump to the uh, almost the other side of the screen. So at first you're moving up sort of the right side of the screen mm. and suddenly there were some rocks coming out on the left. So I moved up onto that, jumped up onto a steel beam and right. then there's kind of this vertical tunnel which is very slim with lights oh, yeah. so up in that's it. Where you, I know where you are. And I, yeah. I just, yeah, and I just mm. couldn't... I couldn't propel myself up high enough mm -hmm. to swing the hammer around to be able to hold on to the light to move any further up. Mm -hmm. And kind of in my frustration, my, you know, very trying to do things quite quickly, yeah. you know, you get slightly more annoyed, you get even more frantic at it, you try and do it, and then suddenly you make that false move and you've pushed yourself over to the other side, onto the rocks that are that are on the left of the screen. Yeah. Okay, it's not it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Just just chill out, just calm down, calm down. And you relax and you try again. You get frustrated and you push yourself down even further. <laughs> and I managed to make my way back up to the same point and knocked myself almost right down to the very beginning well, again. There you go. Yeah. And that's where I turned the game off. Yeah. That's not a game and to I, play when you're frustrated. It's not I haven't been back to it. I, it was it you know, he narrates over the top and he says you know, if you've had a bad day, don't don't play this game. It's probably not the game for you. Yeah. And I hadn't had a bad. I had a good day. I'd play. I'd I'd worked sort of about four hours that morning. I banged out a load of work. I thought it's time for a bit of lunch. I'll I'll play something just to sort of break the monotony of the day. Mm. I thought you know I'll try this. Why not? And then just went back to work, angry, and frustrated, <laughs> and probably yeah. got two two and a half hours work done in about four hours. I just sort of, ugh. Stare at the screen, yeah. thinking, oh, what, oh. What my life choices. Uh, okay. I should, should mention that <laughs> this game's meant to be frustrating, as you say. It yes, breaks four yes, four. it is. Yeah. He, the narrator, he, he, he mocks you when you mess up mm. and you get things wrong. Um, it was made by the same guy who made Quop, which is yes, ridiculous, like kind of physics uh, simulator where you're controlling a human body with different keys on the keyboard and. It's, mm. Very uh, slapstick and comical in that way, but yes. um, yeah, I've I've seen this game. I was just like, I'm never gonna play this because <laughs> I'm a sane human being, and I'm never gonna put myself through that kind of pain. Why would I? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> what what kind of what topped it off for me uh, was I thought I I've recorded a couple of almost like let's plays. Um, on my lunch break, I did a Civilization Six sort of, um, you know, first few turns, um, you know, to put up on the YouTube channel. See if anyone's interested in watching me play games. It's a weird concept, sure, but why not? Have a look. Mm. Uh, and so I thought I'll have a go at this. And to top off the frustrating kind of, or the frustration I felt at not being able to progress further than I did, and pushing myself back to the beginning, mm. I I thought I'd watch back the video before doing anything with it. And about 10 minutes in, my computer must have had a bit of a hissy fit because the frame rate on both the game and on what my webcam mm. was capturing just just dropped. 
and stuttered <laughs> and kind of died a little bit. So there's about 20 seconds of maybe mm, half a frame a second, <laughs> which is just unwatchable. So I'm like, right, well, that's, that's bloody half an hour just, just out the window. Yeah. I'm frustrated for the game. Frustrated because this didn't go properly. I'm gonna go. Do, do, blah, blah. Yeah. That should have been the point. I just can't write. I work this evening. Mm. I should just go and sit down and have a beer, relax, just let it all wash over me. But no, I rushed back into work and ruined it all. Oh well. Well, oh, well. you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure because I'd, I'd heard people talk about it and. I guess I kind of thought it was not, uh, maybe not quite as, as frustrating mm-hmm. as I think I found it. I thought maybe it might have been a bit more forgiving than kind of people were letting on. You know, when you watch the people play, you know, games and stuff, you kind of, uh, a lot of those kind of games are are being watched for the reaction of the yeah, people. Definitely. So you kind of think maybe they're putting it on a little bit. And, you know, when people talk about games on podcasts, they want to kind of, you know, almost exaggerate a little bit I suppose on kind of what you get from from Mm. stuff but not with this everyone that I'd heard (laughs) speak about it was actually pretty dead on with what they what they've been (laughs) saying about it Uh, so I I very quickly moved away I moved away from that good Uh, uh, but I won't talk about it much because I know that you want to play it Mm. but I've also played Rhyme which was the free PlayStation Plus game for uh, for February. One of the free PlayStation Plus games. It kind of links in with getting over it because there are some stuttering and frame rate issues. Mm. Well, not with getting over it, but at least my recording of getting over mm. it. Um, it's a completely different game. It's very chilled. It's very yeah. relaxing. Uh, you're a, a young boy and you kind of have to make your way, uh, uh, let's say, on the first sort of level across an island. Um, it's puzzle based I don't think there's no combat in it at all so it's mm-hmm. all sort of environmental exploration figuring out the best path to go through things you know unlocking stuff to be able to yeah. progress uh, it's got a very very nice sort of cartoony aesthetic to it, mm. it I mean almost within the first hour of playing I'd felt like it was part journey Part the witness, part almost shadow of the colossus, even yeah. certain elements of it, and it kind of. The more I played it, the more I thought, yes, this is exactly kind of what I want from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of it hasn't it you know I'm still in this fuck hasn't kickstarted me into into anything. I'm not sure that anything will at the <laughs> moment. I think that's more just my mood rather than actually what I'm trying to play. Yeah, uh, but. But Rhyme is a really, a really good little explorative puzzle game to almost relax to. It's not, it's not mm. taxing. Okay. Uh, but like I said, it has got a few issues. Yeah. It does stutter in places, and this isn't. It, sometimes it's whilst you're playing, and it's when a lot of stuff is going on on the screen. And I'm playing this on PlayStation Four, so you'd expect it's got the power to be able to deal with kind of what's going on in in Rhyme. There's not yeah. a huge amount going on at all time, you know. But there's a kind of a couple of points actually where there's not very much going on on the screen where it sort of stutters a little bit, and you do you do notice it. 
Yeah. Um, it does pull you out of it slightly. But not, yeah, especially not especially something as, you know, meditative and relaxing mm. as this. I Yeah, I can definitely see why that's immersion breaking in a yes. game like this. Yeah. yeah, it's got a couple of... Uh, I felt maybe the controls could have been a bit... A, bit tighter mm-hmm. uh, occasionally when you're doing some some sort of vertical platforming and climbing it goes to a fixed point camera right. and suddenly you'd be pressing up but it it starts taking you across yeah yeah rather than holding you so you're able to jump up sort of thing and it has a couple of issues like that but again like the stuttering mm-hmm. there's only maybe two or three times across the I suppose Maybe six hour playthrough. Yeah, I guess. So, it's it's they're not it's not a big it's not a big deal. It really isn't a big deal. Yeah, it's not a game but breaker. It, yeah. No, but it, it does like you say it does break that immersion a little bit for mm-hmm. you. It does pull you out of kind of the mood you're in, I suppose. Yeah, because I remember this game got announced years and years and years ago because yeah. it was. It was at like a PlayStation conference, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that looks like." Shadow of the Colossus and mm-hmm. was Journey even out at that point? I'm yes, not, was it I at, think it, I think it was. I think Journey I can't was twenty conference It was Sony was the year after, maybe twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was a. I'm pretty sure it was a. At first, it was a PlayStation Four exclusive. Yes, it was. Yeah, so it would have been shown after Journey had released. Mm. Yeah, because everyone was liking it to that and. Uh, like Shadow of the Colossus, because it, you know, these sprawling vistas from, mm-hmm. you know, panned out camera that's shooting from uh, miles away and everything. This boy on this desolate island on him by himself, and it's like, oh yeah, that's you know evocative of you know these PlayStation games that we love, and yeah, it used to have PlayStation exclusivity. Um, PlayStation dropped it. Yeah, I think it was even meant to even before that. I think. Xbox were looking at tapping it up as an exclusive as well, but um, it's come to everything now. Uh, so, you know, it's just great that it's actually came out like five years after being shown, which is a good thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember it coming out, was it like March or May last year? And it came out to... I think it was place. early last year. Yeah, I think it was about... I'm sure it was May, though. I'm sure, I'm sure it was around the summer months. Okay. And... Um, yeah, it came to Xbox and PlayStation. I remember that being a quite a big criticism of the game, like the optimization not running at a smooth frame rate. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'll wait till Switch. I'll wait till Switch. It got it got middling reviews, you know, around the sevens. You know, some people liked it, some people didn't like it. So I think it averaged out about seven seventy percent on Metacritic yeah. or something yeah. like that. I was like, I'll wait for the Switch version, and that came out in even worse mess. So I was like. Maybe I'll just wait even Plus longer. Switch, it's about four hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like thirty pounds at least, and I remember like it, it was probably been on PSN sale about six times since yeah, then because yeah. it came, I'm sure it came out in like November on the Switch or something. Super Nintendo tax. Yeah, <laughs> the Super Nintendo. I was just like, you know, what, I'll wait, and then it's come to <laughs> PlayStation Plus. Yep. And I was thinking, should I play it on PlayStation? But I was thinking, you know, inferior controller. And besides that, it's, as you are saying, the frame rate, 
doesn't run that well. And mm. I've got a base PlayStation still as well, so... But I know it's on Game Pass on Xbox, so I'm probably going to play it on Xbox and Game Pass. Use that, use that yeah. Xbox One X power. Yeah. <laughs> if if Telltale can run on it, <laughs> anything can. <laughs> Rhyme's going to run smoother than butter on that thing, so yeah, don't don't you worry about that. So yeah, I might oh, play it on you'd hope so. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, yeah, I like I really like the look of this game, and I like the fact that it's just nice and quiet, small puzzles. Small easy puzzles, six hours. That's the kind of game I need, you know. It's just mm. getting around to playing it. Hopefully, it, it is. I think it's, mm. um, you know, I, I, well, actually, I started, I started it before we recorded the last episode, and I, I played maybe fifteen, twenty minutes of it. You know, not, not much to really speak about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've played it in very sort of small chunks. You know, just twenty minutes, half an hour, yeah, and then go away. You know, work for for several hours, and then come back, have a little bit of a lunch break, play for twenty minutes again, then go mm-hmm. back and work, and then maybe play for a little bit longer, forty, fifty minutes in an evening or something. So I've I've kind of done it in short stints over maybe about a week. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe a little bit longer than that, but yeah, it's it. It's got lots of things that kind of like Shadow of the Colossus and Journey didn't, which is uh, lots of collectibles. Okay. And it really kind of really encourages exploration. There's lots of areas where um, it doesn't lead along kind of like the main story path and you won't be able to get back to the main story path. It just it just allows you to explore. Okay, that's nice. And, and, yeah. you know, run along the beach and it goes nowhere. You're just mm. you're just then presented with a nice view and a little cave system or something like that so okay. it, it's it's very well crafted yeah um and i mean trying not to give anything away really but i think out of all of the out of all of the levels i think the third level i felt was 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 crafted really really well okay. in terms of in terms of the level itself and the environment yeah. and kind of how you you interact with it so so is it level by level or is it just one big-ish world that you're navigating through. No, there's four levels, or four chapters, oh, I right, suppose. Okay. With yeah. a, you know, it's got a, a slight story break, mm-hmm. and a... Um, well, I won't say anymore. I, I won't, okay. I won't, I won't spoil <laughs> so is it more linear than I'm probably thinking? Because I thought it was like... Sort of like The Witness, in the fact that you've got this world, but sort of in, in like a metroidvania kind of like style you can only do certain puzzles first and then I don't know more it's, areas it's open a, up when you get more abilities no and stuff. it's a lot more it's a lot more linear than oh, okay. than that I mean that suits uh, me <laughs> I don't know yeah. that. that sounds good <laughs> yeah. I think the first kind of the first area mm-hmm. that you come to is you know it's it's not it's small and on sort of the scale of the game. Yeah. Um, but it allows you to kind of explore a little bit and there's a few objectives that you've got to do and you can do them in any order that you like. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you do get points in the game where you've got several things to do and you can do them in whichever order that you okay. like. Yeah. But then you do get to areas which are much more linear mm-hmm. and you can only progress once you've done something. All right, and okay. when you've progressed, you kind of you can't go back. Ah, I see. So, yeah. 
it doesn't allow for much backtracking. Some of them are, are a bit more open, but again, mm-hmm. yeah, some of them aren't. So. Okay, it's a bit different to what I thought it was, but um, yeah, I mean, if something's you know guiding the player along level by level, I, mm. I don't know. I, I like that about games. Like, I'm just getting worse and worse at playing big open games. It's like I can only play like one a year, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like that is my quota and just. I, I have a very bad habit of going on to howlongtobeat.com and seeing how long a game is. <laughs> and if it's any more than like four hours, I'm just like, no, <laughs> that's not getting played anytime soon. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. Unless it's yep. on the Switch and, you know, I can just pick up and go. And yeah, that's why I love that console. Yeah, yeah like- exactly. And yeah. just if the game's 17 hours, but I can play it on Switch, it's just like, okay. Whatever. Mm, mm. I think with with rhyme, mm. you could probably. I think well, it must have taken me about six, maybe a little longer than that, six hours. But you could probably do it maybe three. Mm. If you if you know you can if you can read the level and you can understand where you've got to go, you can progress through it quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Really, I think I was taking my time looking around the buildings and sort of. You know, suddenly you'd see the light of a collectible yeah. in the distance so i kind of work out or try and figure out how to get over to that and mm-hmm. then come back to kind of the, yeah. the main path that i would take so i did take my time with it and um, knowing you you probably took about sixteen thousand photos in photo mode or whatever didn't you? it hasn't got a photo mode but i did uh, take yeah. quite a few <laughs> photos just just Smashing that that share button yeah. constantly. There you yeah. go. That's what takes you so long. Yeah, that's true. That's why Shadow of the Colossus took me about almost a month to yeah. actually play. Like, ridiculous. Mm. Was it sixteen colossi and about four thousand photos? Yeah. I admire your um your keen eye for photography, video game <laughs> oh, <thank> photography. <laughs> me, I'm just like. Unless it's something crude or weird, I don't take a picture of it. It's like no. I think it, it for me, it just stems from years of having to um, having to compose images of buildings to sell them mm-hmm. to either clients or planners. You know, you you want to show a three D image of a building, you've got to be able to show it mm-hmm. almost in its best light with the surrounding context. Uh, from yeah. the best angle that you can so I spent a lot of time uh, framing and creating sort of images of, of you know, designs and, and buildings and stuff so that does that does translate quite quite well to mm-hmm. landscaping shots and you know not even just landscapes but just, just, just photography in general yeah. sort of thing Um constantly on at Kim when she cuts people's heads off in photos or the horizon isn't straight or something like that. Just a slight pet peeve. Yeah, perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Unless something's glitched out, I, I don't usually take a photo. Yeah. <laughs> like I was you see like, a character spinning on yeah, the ceiling or something. Yeah. I was snapping them all the time in Mafia 3. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure in Mafia... Was it Mafia 3? I'm sure it was Mafia 3 that was just... I'm sure it took a picture of, like... I don't know if it was an Easter egg, but it was two guys doing it in, like, a bathhouse or something in one of the levels there. 
<laughs> That's the kind of pictures I take. <laughs> Glitches and crude stuff. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Just to be able to show your friends. Yeah, I think I got Video blocked games, on doing really cool. that. Look at this. Yeah, <laughs> I got blocked on Xbox um, Live. I think it was just a temporary like ban or whatever. Because I just remember me and Ross Miller we, we were playing um, independently, but we were playing this game called. Gosh, what is it? It's something to do with Stickman. What's it called? Draw, draw, draw a Stickman or something like that. Right. And you can basically put your own pictures. In like mm-hmm. you know, draw your own things, put in the put in the actual game. Um, I don't even have to say what me and Ross yeah. both got banned for drawing. So yeah, yeah. I'm a child. Nice. <laughs> well, it's a, you say that, but I, I almost every game of that's you, which is the the playlink <laughs> yeah. one where you take photos and draw over photos and you know nominate your friends as. Who would get lost in the woods? Oh, obviously this person. Everyone picks that person. Yeah. But any drawing or photography kind of things just descends into just cocks everywhere. <laughs> and I must have played this game now with four different sets of people, and it's never been me that has led <laughs> that has led the cock drawing. It's always been someone else. It's gone well. Obviously, this is right for just drawing yeah. a giant cock. <laughs> But we weren't sharing any of those. No, we weren't, we weren't no, showing anyone no, else. Yeah. We stayed within our own game. <laughs> Has to be done, doesn't it? Well, of course it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least we're not going as far as, you know, like... Like Uno on Xbox Live. All those years back. When you could have um, a camera on. <laughs> yeah. You could play online with a camera. You'll connect and... Well, everyone chose to expose themselves. It's just like chat roulette, really. Yeah, isn't it? But, but Uno. Playing a game. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how Microsoft thought that would go. It's like it's like this talk of Burnout Paradise being remastered, and the original had, you, you could take, like, um, when you crashed into someone online, it, the Kinect would immediately snap the, that person's reaction. Oh, really? Yeah, and people would obviously, you know, position the camera where it's somewhere <laughs> below their face, and it's like, <laughs> that's the internet for you. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, but, oh, everything is so ripe for abuse, isn't it? Yeah. Any system ever made could just be just instantly degenerated down yeah. well, to what anyone actually wants. What are you oh, going to do? I've I've opened another beer. I think I shall open one whilst you're talking about that one. Whilst I finish this one. Um, I'm sticking with my Beer 52 Irish box. And I have gone for the Porterhouse Brewing Company. Plain Porter. It's a double gold medal winning stout. Yes. Yes, I don't know what medals. It might have some flavour. It does have flavour text. Uh, It's 4.2%. And it says, It's your only man. The jewel in our crown was celebrated many years in advance by the prescient Jem Casey, poet of the pick and bard of Booters Town, when he remarked that when no rashers grease your pan, a pint of plain is your only man. We agree and we're not alone. Our plain porter, 
Porter is a lighter version of Stout, is a double gold medal winner. It's subtle aromatic, uh, subtly aromatic, a silky round mouthfeel with a touch of bitterness kicking in at the finish. I don't know what any of that means. What does that mean? Hmm. Still doesn't tell me what awards. No. Just it's won two of them. Just put two awards out of the sky and just say, yeah, it won this one. Oh, and that House, one. House of the Year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, hey, if it won a award, whoever gave that award must have thought it was pretty decent. So Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Well, I'm moving on to my second beer. And it's called... Is this German? Ope Hella Natten. It's a beer from Marble up in Manchester. What? What was it called? Uppe Hella Natten. What's that? I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know German. It, it's a porter. Uh, it's, it, but Marble are from Manchester. And to be honest, they have weird names for them. Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. Oh, Side of the can. Okay. Meaning up all night in Swedish. Oh. Upper Helenaten, I can see that, is brewed with Tack Coffee Houses North Project Espresso Blend Coffee to a recipe devised by a former brewer, Johnny Reed. Uh, deep roasted malt character is a, is balanced by a little lactose, giving this beery pick-me-up a touch of sweetness. And it is 5.1%. Macchiato Porter. Nice. Mm, so we've got similar beers, stout, a porter. No, this one's a porter. Oh, is it a porter as well? Okay. Yes, yes. Plain porter. Hmm. In fact. Hasn't got that macchiato in it. No, and from the nose, it doesn't really have any sort of, uh, you know, kind of roasted notes to it on the nose at mm. least. Oh my, in, my in mine flavors, certainly does. Yeah, I mean, in the flavour yeah. for this, it's there's, there is a nice bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. It, it it does have a slightly velvety sort of uh, mouthfeel to it. Not not massively, you know, it's not really yeah. not really viscous. It's, it is what you'd expect from a porter. Yeah. Uh, and it's did you say four four point one percent? Four point two percent. Four point two percent. So yeah, you wouldn't yeah. expect the body to be too heavy on that. No, it's mm. not. I mean, it, it's slightly smooth. It's a little bit carbonated as well. Mm-hmm. That kind of I think that carbonation pushes the bitterness a little bit more because yeah. you've constantly got kind of like that the, the 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 gassiness kind of pushing that kind of element of it. But it's it, it, I mean it is what it says it is. It's a plain porter. Yeah. It's a little roasted, slightly, slightly bitter, but that's about it. Yeah. Very nice, very easy yeah. to drink. Does it get your award? What's the award for? Um, <laughs> best beer of the podcast? <laughs> well, we'll I don't know. I don't that know. Later I've, only had, I've only had several <laughs> sips, as I wish I'd see. Yeah. Mine definitely... Straight away, you can smell the coffee in that. Just mm. even from you know a few centimeters away from my face, just full on coffee, coffee aromas, coffee beans, and dark malts and 
dark chocolate yeah. as well. Um, drinking it, definitely getting that coffee as well, so it's not just in the aroma. Definitely getting bitterness of coffee, coffee beans, like dark coffee as well. Um, slightly, slight bit of chocolate, a little bit of dark chocolate as well. Um, like yours, it's not heavy at all. Mm. It, it's, uh, what was it, 5.1%? Yeah. So the body's, you know, it's quite light as well. And it's also, you know, just very nicely carbonated just to keep, give it that kind of levity. It's not heavy at all mm. as well. And just wraps that bitterness around your mouth as well. Um, but yeah, it's this is a really nice beer. Um, the thing I always fear with like porters and stouts is when they're quite low ABV. Mm. I'm just thinking, is it going to have that fullness of a stout? Is it and a porter? Is it going to have that kind of as you say, velvety mouthfeel and yeah, you know, comfort of a stout that you want on like a winter's day? I mean, at the time of speaking, it's apparently going to be like minus six degrees later so you just want something to warm you up but um yeah this this does that purely nice. i think just from the amount of coffee that they've packed into this yeah yeah and i'm not someone who likes coffee i don't like coffee at all <laughs> but i like mm. coffee and beer I like that bitterness as well but um yeah this is this is a really good beer well done nice Marvel. that's good yeah good um i think it, as you say it's it's absolutely bitter outside all over the UK mm. uh, you know we're almost the last week of we're in the last week of February yeah um, and I, I, I'm i never cold I walk around almost at all times in a t-shirt <laughs> proper Englishman uh, not not outside obviously <laughs> yeah. but in my house uh, occasionally when I've got to do the recycling I'll take the bins out I'll just go out in the t-shirt it's fine it's only a bit of a chill well, but if I've you're out s- there for two seconds, it's fine, but any exactly. more than that. I've been sat inside all day with a hoodie on. Yeah. Because it is, it, it's cold for me as well. Um, and I, as you say, you know, that, that kind of that warmth that you get from a stout, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want from this porter, but I'm not quite mm. getting it. And that's not to say that the beer isn't doing what it should because that's not it's it's a porter it's yeah. not a stout i just kind of got those hints of a stout and i'm thinking well actually mm. I, I actually want the stout yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing nothing uh, against nothing against the porterhouse playing porter uh, in that regard yeah. it's, you know it's not doing what i want it to because my expectations for it are absolutely absurd and i've put them on the beer <laughs> rather than the beer yeah. saying that that's what it was going to do yeah know? I think I think helping out this beer, it's got you, you can definitely feel that lactose. It, mm. it gives the mouthfeel a bit more creamy texture and gives it a bit of sweetness as well to balance off with the bitterness, which is nice. So it's not overly yeah. bitter. So it's good. Good, good. What did you want to discuss this week? Um, I haven't really played anything, which is. Mm. I can read you all the games I want to play <laughs> that are on my backlist, but, uh, backlog, but that wouldn't be very exciting for uh, listeners. Um, I did play a game. Um, I spoke about Orwell, yes. which was a, a kind of, um, what would you call it, a thriller, a kind of 
sort of puzzle-esque game where you're um, basically an agent of the government trying to uh, investigate a recent terrorist bombing that happened and you're um, basically getting these data chunks from social media, from the internet at large, um, basically spying on you know your citizens of of this kind of regime this nation i think the the government call it profiling yes <laughs> profile sorry not spying it's not spying at all what are you on about profiling yes <laughs> much nicer words. but uh yeah the the game makes no bones about it it's it, it's it's not doesn't try to have a message but it's pretty overt in the fact that it's like uh, the government's a bit dodgy especially I think yeah, I think it's yeah. made in in Britain as well it's like you know one, we're one of the most you know we're one of the countries with the most surveillance and cameras and everything like mm. that and so it's like there's something to be said about it and the first um, the first game was made I think it was in 2016 when everything terrible in the world was happening and mm. now uh the sequel came out, which everything terrible in the world is still happening. <laughs> funny, funny enough. But um, so, so you know, the themes that it you know proposes and presents are still as relevant as they were back in twenty sixteen. Um, the game, the, the first game, it came out in episodes. I played them all together. I played them a few weeks ago, so all the episodes had come out by then. But um, it's an episodic. Uh, kind of structure. I think there's three episodes this time. Played the first episode. I think it's called Thesis. It came out was it last week? Right. And uh, it, it's basically very much the same structure of the first game. Go go back to um, listen to the other part. I think it was 105 possibly that I spoke yeah. about uh, Orwell. So go go listen to that if you want any more context around the game. Um, but it's pretty much the same thing, and it even skips over a tutorial. Um, if if you've played the the first game, they're like, "Oh, agent, are you a returning agent, etc." Okay, That's you don't need good. to. Yeah, it's good, but at the same time, I still think that this first episode, and maybe it's on me. Maybe I should just play all episodes once they're out. But mm. this episode still feels like a tutorial. Okay. So, which is understandable if people are new to the series, which yeah, there may well yeah. be. It's like, it yes, just you want introduce that. things a little too slowly. Yeah, for someone, mm. and it's still fresh in my mind as well. The fact sure. that I played it a few weeks ago, but it still feels like a bit of a tutorial. And it's very much the same as the last game. The only thing that I can see that is different in this game is that there is a bit more puzzle solving and a bit more bit more um i guess agency um in the fact that it's like the first game it was purely just finding the data and mm. matching that to the to the um perpetrator or the uh, suspect's uh profile whereas in this one i've seen so far that it's like you have to look for information to like open up a what put in a password for a locked phone or a lock, locked laptop that okay. you can um, hack into 
and it's like in the first game it would have just been automatically opened up for you mm. so this one's a bit more you know to do with investigation and you know seeking out that information yourself but in terms of the story um this is kind of like i think it's on a broader sense rather than a you know domestic terrorist attack it's trying to open it up um to a more broader sense in like uh foreign espionage and yeah and stuff like that i think it's going trying to go for a grander scale but mm. At the same time, I don't know if that's exactly gelling with me at the moment. Sure. I mean, it's early days. I mean, they've got two more episodes to see what those do, but it it's, it's, it was okay. It, it was just more of the same, which is not a bad yeah, thing, because yeah. I did enjoy the first episode, but uh, the first um, season or, or game, rather. But this one, it's not hitting just yet. It's not hitting just yet, but I have every okay. faith that it might go to some places, you know? But, um, mm. I don't know, I think it was the first one. I just found probably the plot of, like, I don't know, like, you know, normal suspects, which is mm. what it was, normal normal human beings, normal everyday people being suspected of a terrorist bombing rather than a, you know, army officer government gone rogue or yeah, you know yeah. it, it just seemed more more plausible this seems a bit more oh you've gone into like a Tom Clancy novel or mm. a Jason Bourne kind of a novel it's like the other one just seemed very intimate and even more in tune with the times because as sad as it was with all the bombings that happened in 2016 it just seemed very more it seemed more appropriate in a yeah. very messed up way, but it seemed it seemed more close to home. I think um, I don't know if that's to do with timing because I did play them later because I didn't want to play them when all that crap was going <laughs> on. You know, I was like, this is a bit too close to home. But yeah, um, it's happening. It's yeah. happening all around me, and it's all yeah. I can see on the news. It's not what I want from my kind of from my gaming at the moment. Yeah. From my escapist <laughs> sort of you know entertainment. Yeah. Whereas this is far more detached from me, who's just a boring civilian mm. with absolutely nothing interesting going on in their life, <laughs> to be thinking, you know, be thinking about some government's, you know, government spy or mole or something. It's a bit more yeah. detached, you know. But it, it kind of it kind of sounds like with their uh, their increase in scale, with the, with raising the stakes, that they've almost had to do something uh, not new gameplay wise but add another feature and, and you saying that you've now got to kind of like find a you know look through data to find a password for a phone to mm. then look through more data just seems like they've put a barrier in place yeah. to make the game a little bit longer and make it seem like you're doing more than you kind of actually are mm. yeah because I think a lot of things that kind of I don't know suppress it from being something new and interesting because there's so many games recently like a lost phone and another lost phone mm. and simulacra and stuff like that that have come out since the first episode which yeah. already do these kind of things and you know in terms of going into emails and having a look at this clue and that clue and going through internet pages to see this and that and it's like 
another lost phone, which is a really, really good example of these kind of um, interface, kind of you're looking at a phone or a laptop kind of interface and go, digging into files, digging into photos, messages, mm. etc. That's a really good example of um, what All World did a year prior. And it's like, I've played a lot of those games since, and it's yeah. it, this doesn't seem anything like revolutionary or kind of, or even if it's just the same, it just doesn't seem that clever in the way that it's hiding this information, you know? Mm. It's like, one of it was like, oh, the uh, the guy's phone that you're trying to log into, his password is uh, people who he's very close to. It's like, well, it's either going to be his family or his mate, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. and it only gives you, you know, like one option. It's like, oh, well, it's not really hard to work out. But um, I don't know. I, I really want to see where it goes in the next two episodes. Got, I've got faith in it. But um, this very much seems like it's getting newcomers into the game, trying to... Show them a ro- the ropes and tutorialize mm. something, even though you, if you thought, oh yeah, I can skip the tutorial, yeah, maybe you drop me in the deep end, but it doesn't so far. But I'll see, I'll see where it goes. Yeah, and hopefully those 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 next couple of episodes, uh, you know, do do something a little different as well. Yeah, uh, and yes. As you say, that that first episode maybe feeling a little bit more like an extended tutorial mm-hmm. might just put a few more barriers in place to make you do the same thing, just to reinforce that this is kind of how you go about doing sort of certain mm-hmm. things. So maybe when you get into the second episode, you try and do those things, yeah. and actually it takes it in a completely different tangent, and and you know what you think you should be doing, mm-hmm. you know. As a lot of kind of thrillers or espionage mm-hmm. style films do, yeah, what kind of seems rote and routine often gets turned on its head, and you have to think about things in a kind of yeah, a different like, way and let's stuff. Hope so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, what I will say to the game's credit, um, well, at least the first one, uh, the world building is really good. It's like mm. you feel that you, it's all fictional places. They're not using like. Syria, as an example, because they get torn apart if they did that, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Th- they're using, like, fictional place names and everything. But there's obviously real-world parallels that are not hard to figure out, etc. But, um... There's no... Uh, it, it doesn't satirise it at all, is it? There's no, like, no. George Bonson or something like that. <laughs> no. No, no, it doesn't, doesn't do that. It's, um... It's very much... Oh... We, we, we want to say these countries, or maybe they don't even want to say these countries, but, you know, we're making obvious parallels to these places. Mm. And nothing is, you know, comical in it. Nothing's, uh, mm. you know, That's it's, it's yeah. not po-faced either. It's it's just, it, it's they're basically building this world and to be convincing and, you know, the way that they write articles and how on like blog posts, fake blog posts, you know, the mm. you can imagine that yes, this is this is what people write or f- this twitter which is called blabber I think. It's like very honest kind of very reflective of what people would actually write kind of responses mm. and and it is really good at world building. Um, I'm not sure in the second one if you come in like straight 
to that one and you haven't played the first one that it does as much of a good job as building out this world i'm not sure i'm not sure because i'm coming at it from a position yeah, it's like i know yeah. this world already and it's fresh in my mind i'm not sure if the second episode does as well as a good job as the first one mm-hmm. but gotta say you're fully immersed in that world when when you're in there so to the credit of the game gotta say that's a good point that it, it's do where you, it shines do you think with this being sort of the second game that well I'd imagine that it's probably to people's benefit to go back mm. and play the first before they played the second. But mm. have the developers sort of pushed, you know, the first game? Is it? Have they sort of said anything, or is it just like, here's the new game? I think. I have think, at it. I think externally outside the actual game. I think if you own the first game, you get a discount on the second game. I think it's about twenty percent, which is fairly decent. Um, but in terms of no not really um mm. the thing is with with this um with this developer i think i think they're called osmotic studios they're very <laughs> i don't know how to say it without sounding make it sound bad but unlike all their social media and um press releases and newsletters they're like agents of the nation uh Please do this. This sure. This uh, your your call of duty arrives soon or something like that. And it's like, you, you know, they're not. They 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 they're playing the role. And it's like. Yeah. 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 So and it and it gets people. You know, it got me excited. And I was like, yeah, mm. the next game's coming out. It's a, a little bit of immersion. Yeah. Their, yeah. Social presence. And well. I Just... I I like it when like developers do that because like sometimes I get like. You know, email straight from developers, and they're like, they're fully in role. Yeah. And you feel bad if you reply to them. If you're just like, yeah, send me a code. It's like, no, <laughs> you have to be like, yes, I'm ready for duty. <laughs> I I will do thy bidding and all this, and it's it's good fun, and that's what they do. But um, they've been doing, but yeah, there's not really been any. Oh, you should play the first game, you know. No interviews with, like, I don't know, PC gamer and saying, oh, should, should people go back and play the first game? Yeah. It's like, it is their duty to play the first game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. it. Good. It was a good, good. what, hour and a half out of my time. So okay. Yeah, because yeah, the first game, I think that was separated into five chapters in all. Um, that took about four hours, so this probably take probably around the same across three episodes. Can't complain. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they they've they've sort of kept the overall game length, but they've mm. made each experience a little bit longer. Yeah, which which, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. That again is another way to increase the uh, like the grandiose of, yeah. of what you're doing. Increase the scale. Uh, the sense that, that kind of what you're doing is a little bit more important on the world stage rather yeah. than being a more domestic sort of thing. You know, taking taking a little bit longer, delving into stuff a little bit deeper uh, to to try and increase that sort of scale. But yeah, and they and they've put out the release schedule. I think the second episode, I think all three episodes are going to be out before the end of March. So it's not oh, like wow. you've got a long time to like what Telltale are guilty of like playing something, forgetting about it 
and then it coming out four months later. This is very much, you know, in quick succession. So, so that's that's kind of. Mm. Did they do that with the first game as well? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Because you you kind of almost expect with a smaller developer that they would push out the first episode, get a load of revenue from that, to then, you know, make, or maybe not make the second episode, but. Mm-hmm. You know, do the majority of the second episode to then release that, getting a load of money from that, and then to yeah. do the third episode. Uh, but if it's all coming out before March, you kind mm. of expect that a lot of it is already done. Yeah, I'd imagine so, because, I mean, it's a lot of writing they would have had to do um, before, because there's a lot of, like, email, emails, mm. uh, email threads, message, message threads, blog posts on, you know on websites and stuff like that so a lot of writing you'd imagine has already had to be done especially when you're picking out like data junks from different sections of the you know of this web so they must have that on pretty locked down so I, I don't know I mean maybe they decided to do it in an episodic form because just because it was the first one was like an episodic form and it's just a case of bug testing at this point, and yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know the reasoning for it, but um, mm. I don't know if it works better as episodic or just to play all in one. But if it, if it is coming out in this way, I mean, only having to wait less than a month for all the episodes to come out is probably ideal because with something like this, and you know, there is a. <laughs> The, the, there's very much a string between uh, these episodes, at least in the first one, because you'd have to recall, of you know, articles yeah, you had read yeah. before. And I played the first one all all in one night, and it's like, yes, I can recall this happened, and I can recall that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the when I by the time I play this second episode, am I gonna forget? You know, all these. All the minutia, all the small tidbits of information that I might need, mm. but still remembering the overall plot. I, I don't know. I don't see how it works out. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. I I I imagine that people played the first one episode per episode, and the reviews of that are quite high, and they do reflect my kind of experience with the game. So mm. I'm not sure if. Being episodic, you know, damages it or heightens the experience. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. It's definitely mm. an interesting sort of uh, topic of conversation mm. to uh, to delve into. Um, I, 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 we won't go into it now, but mm. you know, things like a lot of the Telltale games, any op- <laughs> episodic game. Yeah, I guess it all depends on maybe the person who's playing, rather than the the kind of the delivery, I suppose. Mm. I, I always forget, but that might just be because my memory's terrible. Because well, <laughs> I'm old. Kind of, it, But it depends what you're doing, sort of on a day to day basis as well. You know, the amount of information that you're kind of taking in on a day to day basis. You know, whereas I'm sat at home, drawing buildings. Yeah. I'm not dealing with customers. I'm not having to sort of, uh, you know, remember stuff on a, mm. uh, a thirty-second rotational basis based on what that person's told me on the phone. Mm. 
I'm just answering a couple of emails, I'm drawing stuff, and the next day is is very sort of similar. Yeah. And my my week is broken up by going out to have a meeting with somebody. Yeah. Or going to look at a new job. Uh, so actually, if I'm I have a load of information dumped on me at the beginning of the week. Yeah. I'm probably. You know, I I'm, I I can probably recall it close to the end of the week because I haven't had all uh, you know a ton of information thrown at me. Mm. Whereas if you're working in in a, in a more customer focused role and you're constantly battered with information mm. there's only so much space yeah and, th- and this is why I'd rather just stay at home and stare at the ceiling all week <laughs> 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 instead of going to work <laughs> at a bank oh, mm. what a life it would be yeah just stare at the ceiling think oh I want to play a game now Stop staring at the ceiling, stare at the screen. Yeah. Stop staring at the screen. I'm back at the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, I might Doing I fun. might get a beer, run to the fridge. Oh, God, yes. Come I mean, back and lie down again. I need to go back to the bum life. <laughs> Join me, Lucy. Yes. It's fun. It's so good. It's so fun. So good. <laughs> oh, good, good. Um, so, beers. Mm. Beers. Beers. How was your beers? Um, f- first beers finished. It was decent. The yeah. uh, the rugby beer, not the ruby beer. Apologies. Mm. Um, it the rugby beer wasn't. It was just a bit lower quality than I would have hoped for. A bit yeah. coppery, not much flavour. A little bit of. Caramel, a little bit of orange coming through, but not much. Um, very light, slightly watery. Not, not the best beer I've ever had. Um, the Macchiato Porter. I'm not even going to bother say its name because I can't speak Swedish and I probably it's butchered Swedish, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up at up all night. There we go. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a very good get out. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> It's a really good beer. It's a really good light porter. Not going to have you swaying at the end of the night. It's, it's deep and rich in coffee and chocolate. and um, It's got a bit that little bit of lactose. Gives it a little bit of sweetness. A little bit of a creamy mouthfeel. And just balances so well with the bitterness from that coffee. Mm. That's a really good standout beer. So that's that's my winner for today. Nice. How about nice. yours? Um, I think I've had two beers which are well made, but don't do anything sort of extra special. Mm-hmm. So neither one of them has kind of, you know, blown my mind by you know being fantastic in a flavour or having a, a mouthfeel that was really good or the the balance of it being uh, you know excellent. I I think maybe the the plain porter from Porterhouse is is a nice porter. It, it, that's exactly what it is. It is a plain porter, uh, which is which is nice. Uh, but for my porters, I kind of want a little bit of something more. You know, maybe maybe a slight bit of sweetness in there, mm. uh, or it kind of edges a little bit towards more of a, a stout, and it's maybe that that sweetness with a little bit of a velvety kind of nature to it. Um, but the I think the Irish IPA. Um, from the White Hag, uh, the Bran 
and his wolfhound mate. Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea how to say that. I still don't know how to say mm-hmm. um, it, it. The way I think that it started off as a nice, refreshing, crisp, clean beer and moved into this more floral, bitter IPA sort of yeah. on the back end, that that balance or that, that sort of... M- merging between the two different qualities mm. was done quite well um, so it's 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 quite difficult to pick between the two but I think the white hag just just tops it yeah I think, this week for me yeah from what you were saying it does sound like that was the more favorable mm. beer for you mm. yeah yeah That's good yeah and I, I I wasn't really in the mood for anything too sort of know refreshing mm-hmm. as we've been talking about it's a it's a miserable kind of bitter day yeah. uh something warming would probably have been a little bit more apt mm. for the um for the mood but uh, you know you don't know what you want until you actually open something mm. up do you so it, it, it did what it did it did what it did quite well that's why in this country it's always best to keep like a 13 percent imperial stout somewhere <laughs> at hand <laughs> Because, hey, it's probably, you know, never going to go bad. It's always going to probably stay fairly fresh. And you'll probably always need it in this country, even in the dead of summer. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, Kim and I are uh, are moving Mm. in about a month's time. And, well, Evelyn's coming with us as well. Not not But we've got a, a cabinet. Yeah. Which is a little little corner cabinet, you know. Which my father, when he moved house, said, "I haven't got room for this. You have it." So you know, nice antique piece, mm-hmm. uh, full of glasses, but it's also got a shelf on it which is full of booze, and it's booze that we don't drink yeah. very much of. Um, there's a cheap bottle of whiskey in there. There's a bottle of vodka in there, uh, but there's about a, a bottle of port with maybe about a third left in it. And actually, I might have a little tot of port. In a minute, that might just that finish good. me off for the evening. That's kind of that is almost, I think, <laughs> what I want from this evening. Yes. So we we might move on to that. Mm. Either that, or I crack open the saison I've got in the fridge. It's really not. I'm really not in the mood for that. So no, that's that's a nice hot summer's day kind of beer. Exactly. It's definitely not, not, not minus not really six. the season for saison, <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, Lucy, if people mm. would like to talk to you on social medias or on their gaming platform of choice how do they do that uh, it's juicy loose 9 on xbox and playstation juicy loose on untapped and tanked up lucy on twitter and a big shout out to callum one of our listeners down under who listens religiously and has been spreading the tanked up word so thank you very much sir yes it'd be interesting because he uh, you know uh, callum my friends on facebook um through the podcast, um, and I know that he came back to the UK. So it'd be interesting he did. to know whether he's been spreading it with his UK friends or whether he's been spreading <laughs> the word down under. Because I don't think I've ever had an Australian brewed beer. Have on you not? Podcast. No, um, um, I don't think so. I don't think I have on the podcast. Pirate Life. I think they recently got bought out, but. 
Might have had one of their beers, I don't think so. But um, I've definitely heard of Pirate Life, but I don't think yeah. I've had one of their beers on the pod. I'm sure we definitely have. I'm mm. sure we've definitely had an Australian brewed beer. Pretty certain of it. Pretty certain. Can't tell <laughs> yeah, you which yeah. one. Might have been New Zealand. <laughs> Sorry to Probably everyone down there. Hops, yeah. More than <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if if you remember. If your memory is that good, or you just suddenly have a spark of of genius and you know what we're talking about, you can tweet us at tankedup underscore cast. You can email us tankedupcast at gmail.com. You could go to outoflives.net and as we said last week, leave a comment on any post whatsoever. We'll find it. We'll know what you're saying, who you're talking to, maybe. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at nova underscore 47 on Twitter and on PSN and Steam. That's it. Yep. Another one in the bag. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya. Ciao.